Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Kat, and along with me are my fellow hosts. Of course, we have the card, card game queen herself, Dragon Rider, and you know her, you love her, it's Smarms. How we doing tonight, ladies? Honestly, really good. Uh, you know, we just got done with our dev interview, and that was so exciting for me. And uh, I love it, even though uh, I've realized. Sorry, th- we're going to go on a ri- bit of a tangent right now because I wasn't able to go on a tangent during the interview. But um, I realized so much of my like people that I've interviewed in my life, it's been like adversarial because, like in DC, I would interview people as if they were about to like be interviewed by you know like senate members and so like i needed to kind of attack them so they could be prepared for their questions and then like you know i went to like a liberal arts school where you would ask questions in order to lead people to a specific point and also like you know and so it's like oh oh being nice in an interview like turns out that's like not my most natural comfort zone but it was still super cool it was a lot of fun and we are super excited to be able to share that with you in a little bit here but first we have last week's poll crash yeah, poll question <laughs> i am so tired right now it's, it's ridiculous That's so right. uh dragon rider you want to take us through yes uh so last week we did uh ask a more open-ended like comment-based question and that was, what is your favorite of the Titans and why? Uh, so we did have two people comment and reply with theirs. So thank you. Thank you to you two, uh, Sidisi and Diego, Diego-centric. Sidisi uh, said, Agrimar, of course, the hunter Titan, uh, said, arguably, he's an aggro agitator. Makes sense. It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it tracks. Yep. And uh, and then Diego said, currently, uh, Sargeras is my favorite Titan because he's getting me the most packs. And that is uh, for the Titan voting, which uh, the round two did end uh, earlier today as we're recording this, uh, Tuesday the 18th. So round three should be starting in the next couple of days here pretty soon. Um, don't be like me and completely forget about the round and miss out. <laughs> I mean, uh, I did oops. too. So yeah, yeah the big oh, oopsie on my part. Excellent, guys. Maybe we need like a little <laughs> countdown timer in like our Discord oh, chat. That is a fantastic idea. Yes, because um, whoops, yeah. I uh, I actually was compiling the show notes and put Diego's comments in and was like, oh yeah, mm, I need to um, I need to go put in my vote, and then I went and looked and I was like, and that ended the 18th at 10 a.m. Pacific, which was four and a half hours ago. Nice, I missed it. <laughs> unless it. you can, unless you've discovered the magic of time travel, <sighs> which I would love. I'd love yeah. to. To know if you had, because that would be just perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I definitely would uh, take care of some some things if uh, I had that power, but <laughs> unfortunately, I don't. It is unfortunate that none, not one of us has those powers, <laughs> unfortunately. Yes. Sorry, listeners. Uh, but you know what? We did also ask this in our dev interview, so... 
Uh, we are going to drop that in here now for you. So please enjoy the dev interview and then kind of the talking about past, you know, time, time frames. Uh, then we'll come back in a little bit to our current time selves. So we are here with Chad and Cora from the Hearthstone team. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Hey. Hi. Doing great. Thanks for having Excellent. us. Awesome. So we just, we've got a lot of questions this week and we want to just dive in to our questions. So I will start us off. Um, First question, what is the hardest part of mixing the flavor of existing lore and creating your own? Yeah, I think at times it's, uh, you know, being faithful to the lore while, you know, then creating our own lore that serves our own Hearthstone purposes, but also feels like um, like it could fit in in World of Warcraft and in Warcraft lore. Um, we tend to be a little bit silly on Hearthstone. We we like to, you know, think a little bit outside the box and, and maybe do some things that wouldn't, uh, you know, be a one-to-one fit in WoW. Um, but especially with an expansion like Titans, like when we're adapting all of this lore from the Titans and Ulduar. It was it was important to us that we uh, stay true to this world that they've built and these characters that they've developed, um, while still, of course, you know, tweaking things at times for our purposes, um, like with uh, VO7TRON and the Primus being, you know, dubbed Titans, even though they are not officially. Um, so yeah, I think it's finding finding the balance between both is probably the most difficult thing. Yeah, I think uh, Hearthstone's lore is mostly in terms of its characters uh like it's it's way more character focused than than uh narrative focused uh and so we don't worry as much about there being a like in canon narrative to things so much as uh we try to stay true to the characters uh we try to to represent the characters authentically or when we skew things, we do it intentionally in in like in the interest of Hearthstone silliness, Medivh throwing a disco party, etc. Sort of thing. So, um, so I kind of under you know obviously you want it to be character focused, but uh, Warcraft lore has um, you know certain chronological order of events. How important do you think that is when selecting new elements to include with new expansions? Uh yeah. Uh, some importance but not too important uh like we try not to take ourselves too seriously in that regard like hearthstone isn't canon uh like we think of it as the the tall tales being told around the tavern sort of thing uh and so some people when they're telling those tall tales they may get things wrong uh especially about the order of events uh so often our expansions are self-contained uh so where it is in the timeline doesn't really matter too much apart from what characters are present and we mostly err on the side of like oh we really want to include this character because they're cool and they're related uh so the which characters are included tends to be one of the places where we bend the the timeline uh most uh just because we want to include those cool characters even if they may not have actually been active simultaneously. Uh, yeah. So the, the, the timeline we bend around characters more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd say there's a little bit of weirdness with Titans. We intentionally chose, you know, to go quite far back in the timeline so that there was no established, uh, you know, 
significant chronological events that we had to sort of, uh, you know, bound around. Um, but even still, you know, was Sargeras corrupted at this point? We took some liberties there. Uh, you know, we obviously created an entire Titan for Hearthstone purposes, uh, whereas, you know, Argus has not been corrupted yet. And, you know, uh, Azeroth is not here yet. So there's definitely some things that we sort of, uh, you know, adjusted to fit our purposes. It's never going to be perfect. But in this case, um, we did we did try to to do our best and stay fairly close. Well, I think all this talk of characters really leads into this next question, which is, do you feel like any of the Titan characters are going to be favorites that players want to see return? Very much how we have seen some of the characters like League of Explorers or League of Evil have kind of become favorites in uh, the Hearthstone like world. Sure. Uh, nothing to announce right now, but like if if players love the characters uh like i think it's always something that we'd be open to um i think the the titans have sort of a a a greater than everything else presence to them uh they're not like going on an adventure individually so much uh so i think of Better comparison there is probably the old gods, and we've we've had old gods come back. Uh, so I, I think there's potential there. Sure. Yeah, I think oftentimes um, we don't necessarily plan to do these things. We just make characters like uh, Doctor Boom. I think he was just kind of a a one off character, very small and wow, and we included him um, in GVG, and and the players just loved him. Um, that kind of happened with Rafam. That kind of happened with the League and with Reno and Elise. So it. Um, a lot of the times the players get to decide, you know, whatever they really connect to the players, uh, the characters that they really enjoy. Uh, oftentimes, you know, we enjoy them too and, and we'll like to revisit them. So it's possible. So speaking of war, I am very interested to hear what is your favorite part of Warcraft War? Uh, for me, uh, this is not just plugging Titans, but honestly, I love the Titans. Uh, I love all this sort of mythology inspired stuff. And beyond that, if, if you want another answer separately, I'd, I'd probably say Pandaria. I really love Pandaria in general. Well, I'm a little bit uh, at a disadvantage here because I don't actually come from a Warcraft background. Hearthstone was my first uh, you know, exposure to, to World of Warcraft lore. But in that time, um, I think my favorite part is just how all of the characters and their stories have developed over time and how it, you know, if... I, in my position, I often find myself going through like Wowpedia and looking at, at all of these backstories for all of these characters. And it's just pages and pages and pages of lore across all of these expansions for all of these characters, like the, the story of Sylvanas over all of these years. And it's just, it's yes, incredible queen. the work that they've done to develop these characters for, for, you know, decades now. It's crazy. Um, and it's, it's just so wonderful to get to learn about. Yes. Yeah, we we absolutely love the characters too. And talking about Titans specifically, uh, for our podcast, one thing that we kind of use to differentiate ourselves from others is we ask a poll question from our audience every week. And uh, this last week, we asked our viewers the open-ended question asking which Titan is their favorite and why. So we're curious, which is your favorite Titan and why? Uh, sure. Uh, I'm really hyped for Mech Rogue. Uh, so v07tr0n uh is is uh is probably my favorite 
and I also uh coming from from like I I rated Old Dwar in WoW and I have fond memories of doing Firefighter the the super hard mode mode Mimron achievement uh with with uh with my guild so that one probably uh, I'm going to say my favorite is probably Amanthul. It's the one that I've played with the most in testing. Um, he's, uh, his abilities are just really sweet. Um, I love his passive, being able to, to sort of class bleed different uh, legendary characters from other classes into Priest is really fun uh, and plays really well with Radan. So there's a lot of uh, cool interactions there. Switching away from lore and kind of more into the design aspects, uh, what is one of your favorite moments from working on the Titan set? Like maybe a little bit that you can share from behind the scenes. Um, I'll be a bit of a tease on this one because it's not something that's uh, going live with the launch of Titans, but it is during the the, the life cycle of Titans. So two months later is there's a feature coming that uh, like I think my favorite moment was our first time getting a play test with this this cool out of game feature uh, that's that's aiming for a few months down the road. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's also very cool. Um, I think in my case, it's uh, so we actually have been working on iterations of the Titans now for probably goodness three-ish years. I think we, we first iterated on something similar to the Titans and Forged in the Barrens. Um, which was my first set actually working on initial design. And at the time, it uh, it didn't work out. We didn't end up finding something that we really liked. We took a lot of lessons from that, and we continued iterating on it and building it over the last several years. Um, and then when it came time to make the Titans, we said, hey, let's give this another shot. I think we can do it this time. And we did. And so that that happens sometimes. You know, internally, we try a lot of mechanics for each set, and all but one of them usually get cut. Um, but there are some that we just sort of remember very fondly and we're like, there's something about that that's really exciting and that's really fun. And in this case, it was minions with these activatable abilities. And and it just so happened that the Titans were the perfect characters to give these abilities to. So uh, finally being able to make that work is is really satisfying. That was really cool. I'm always very curious. Um, can you tell me one of the or your favorite cards that you've gotten to work on? It doesn't have to be this expansion, just in general. Uh, for me, uh, Zephyrus. Uh, Zephyrus was such a outside-the-box sort of card design. Uh, and it's also one where the amount of effort we put into one single card was pretty ludicrous. But I also feel like it paid off great. Uh, so I, I like that we can do those sort of very special things sometimes. I don't think there's a single script in the game that is as in-depth and terrifying to open up and look at as Zephyrus. Um, yeah, I don't know that there's a single card that we've put as much work into. It's it's honestly uh, monumental. I will say in this set... There is a two-card uh, shaman spell combination that I'm quite excited about. Hasn't been released yet, but uh, they're linked thematically, sort of linked functionally. Um, so pretty fun. Pretty excited about that one. Um, and I guess overall, uh, locations in general are are you know something I'm I'm very proud of. I really enjoyed working on them. Uh, also, volatile skeletons. I you know we sort of set out to make a frost themed mage archetype that was a little bit more board based. 
Um, and it's pretty hard to make minions matter in Mage when they just generally care about spells so much. And so much of what their identity is, is, is around spells. Um, and so even though it was a bunch of spells that generated minions, uh, it worked out pretty well. And I think they've been quite fun to play with over the last you know year now. So I'd say those. Those are definitely some of my uh, favorite, the the Skelly Boys. Um, so what do you guys wish more people would talk about when it comes to this newest expansion? Like what's personally like exciting for you? My goodness. Um, it's tough because, you know, the, the big monumental part of the expansion is the Titans and, and they're the most exciting thing. And, and I think genuinely they are probably what we're most excited about in general. Um, but I think just because the Titans are, are very flashy and very exciting, it uh, doesn't mean that the keepers should be overshadowed because I think in a lot of ways, the keepers often um, are are very exciting themselves. So, uh, oh, I will say these haven't been revealed yet. Obviously, um, there are three signature art pieces in this set mm. that are the my favorite signature art pieces we have ever done. Um, and the keepers made me think of them because uh, keepers get a little love in that regard. And they are just incredible so i hope that people will talk about them quite a bit when they are when they are revealed yeah i agree with that i'd also throw in like also in the not flashy and not even especially new uh ballpark is the magnetic coming back i just really like magnetic and i think we've done some clever things with it here this time that we hadn't done before so Magnetize the beasts, random magnetic yeah. uh, extra keywords and abilities and such. I, I think there's some cool stuff in there. It's been fun to design with again. Um, first time we made magnetic, I wasn't on the team yet. So to be able to make magnetic cards is it's cool. Um, one of my personal favorite uh, keywords. So glad that we brought it back. Speaking of keywords, how hard is it to come up with a new keyword for every set, set that fits the theme of that set? It varies, honestly. Uh, Forge actually came to us quite quickly. Um, we we figured out the play pattern of Forge. We figured out, uh, you know, how Forge was going to look in our minds um, pretty fast. And that was awesome. And I would say that most of the time, that's not the case. Um, definitely, there have been times where we've made keywords and we've iterated on it. And then, you know, 12 weeks in, we're like, actually, this is just, it's not going to work. And we've had to go back to the drawing board. Um, so there are some sets where we just get it right away. There are others where it just takes a little bit longer. Um, and that's not because we have any shortage of, you know, flavorful words or, or options or opportunities. Um, you know, there's just only so many things that we can try at one time. And sometimes you have to cycle through a bunch to get to the one that you like the best. Um, and you know, if, if we can find a, an eight out of 10 keyword, why would we settle for a five, you know? So it definitely can be quite difficult. Um, but it's super important because the, the keywords and just the mechanics overall of a set are the thing that can really set the tone for what the entire set's going to be and help to inform a lot of the card design. So, uh, we do those things first. It's very important that we, we have that good foundation before we delve into, you know, what's an individual class doing in this set. I'm glad you brought up Forge because I am personally super stoked for Forge. Like, that's what I think people should be talking about <laughs> more, like, Forget the Titans. Like, we need to be talking about Forge. Like, we had Discover, and then we had Tradable, and now we have Forge. Like, let's go. I'm I'm hyped. Uh, but you talked about how kind of easy it was to maybe come up with Forge for this expansion. But what was maybe the most challenging aspect of designing the Titans expansion? Oh, probably the Titans. Like, they're like planet-sized beings. How do we squish those all the way down into a Hearthstone card? They just don't fit. 
we had to overflow into three other cards. It's the answer. So, uh, but yeah, capturing the 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 feel of these sort of godlike beings uh, was the the probably the big and fun challenge, I'd say. Yeah, I think a lot of it is just uh, we want to do these these minions that have essentially four text boxes. Where do we put the other three text boxes? <laughs> How do we make that look? How do we get people to buy in? to something that they can't see themselves because how do we, how do we prototype that? You know, um, I think we actually originally started by uh, making a bunch of sort of triggers on the minion. You play the Titan and it puts like spells in your hand just to like try and get the the best feel for it. But it's, it's difficult to, you know, start at a very different, you know, point a and imagine how it's going to look when you get to the finish line. Yeah. That's a good point of a lot of the, when we're first designing a lot of these sort of mechanics or keywords or whatever, like before we put in a whole lot of engineering effort into to and UI effort into building the best UI for these, a lot of our internal play tests use some real janky things like 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 Cora said, there's just some extra cards in your hand when you have a Titan on the board or something. Uh, so, and And a lot of that can be a bit of a challenge of like, Okay, pretend this is actually done in a in like a polished way. Is it fun? Kind of have to to cast your mind a bit. To, Gotta use to, your imagination a yeah. little bit. Imagine there's cool art here. Will you like it? Don't know <laughs> until I see it. <laughs> uh so we've had locations for two sets now. How difficult has it been to come up with new and fun and unique locations? Actually, not difficult at all. Um, I think there's just so much design space there. There's there's so much space in this sort of bankable effect space. Uh, how many times can I sp- say space in one sentence? Um, that it's just really exciting for us to explore it. Uh, there's obviously locations, uh, you know, environments and, and new areas in every set that we want to explore and being able to sort of embody that into a location card um, is really fun and and helps us to build archetypes and decks around it. So uh, oftentimes we, you know, we'll make hundreds and hundreds of cards in a set and only 145 of them actually ship. Um, so we'll make lots of locations and, and we'll end up cutting back because it's really important to us that we don't oversaturate the game with too many locations at one time, especially since they're so sticky on board. We don't want anybody to get into a situation where they have a bunch of locations and their board's locked. That's not very fun. Um, so we, we pick and choose the ones that you know, we think serve us best, the ones that are most important. Um, and and we'll sort of, you know, continue to do that going forward. Uh, but they've been really fun. I think I'd also say that, like, I was a big proponent internally for a long time of, of like, oh, man, I think it'd be really cool to bring back Twin Spell. Uh, and uh, I think locations have just ended up being a, a like, better in a lot of ways uh version of doing that it's the same sort of i get to do it here's an action i get to take and then again take it again later sort of thing uh but a little bit more flexibility in the sorts of things we can do and so yeah i think i think it's the the cool thing about not bringing back uh keywords all the time is coming up with things that are a little similar in some ways but better in a lot of other ways uh and and get to and I think I think locations is a good example of that. Oh well, still part of the design, and I know that in some past interviews you've talked about this, but we we have to bring up flavor text because a lot of these cards just have amazing flavor text. But 
The one that really stood out to me is Flame Revenant in the neutrals that says, 4X weak to water. Cora, was this you? Come on, was this you? I honestly don't remember. It's very possible. Um, so the way that flavor text works is uh, we like to include everybody on the Hearthstone team because everybody's got great ideas. Everybody's got these these wonderful references in their heads and, and we want to use that, tap that well of potential. Um, so we'll sort of send out like sourcing emails and say, hey, here's all the cards give us all your ideas. What have you got? We'll include it if we like it. Um, and so then we sort of, we, we pick and choose the ones that we really like. Um, and then the card design team will get together and sort of just go down the list. And if there's, you know, cards that we don't have ones for, we'll, we'll suggest our own. Um, and it usually happens about Friday at 4 PM. Nothing good happens at Friday at 4 PM. Uh, but in this case, it just so happens that people like the flavor text when it's, uh, extra, a little bit silly. Um, so that's that's often how that process goes. But I will say that for the Titans, we felt that silly probably wasn't the vibe that we wanted to represent. So we actually have uh, some really wonderful, more serious lore based flavor text for them. And I think, Purple, were you involved in that process? Yeah, I helped out with a fair number of those ones. Um, but I do appreciate the Friday 4 p.m. silliness, too. <laughs> I feel like those always create like the best times um so i was wondering if you guys like this is more in getting into tuning and more random stuff because those are the questions i like um, what are old like old deck archetypes that you think would be fun with the new cards and like if you have a reason why you think they'd be fun so i know that i have been uh, a dastardly tease for a while now about control warrior and i know the people are just clamoring um but I will say we've we've saved some pretty exciting stuff for last when it comes to the warrior reveals. Uh, so keep an eye out for those. I think I think there's some existing cards that'll be very happy about that. I don't know if I have a great answer for an old archetype that I'd, I'd want to use with new Titans cards. Um, I keep saying mech stuff, so I'm I'm trying to think of something else beyond that. But maybe a, a sort of burn mage using Norganon. Some Definitely mage is mage is gonna see a couple of things that they're pretty happy about too. Yeah. Um, a couple of things that I think are just sort of uh meant to go into maybe a bit of a broader space that you could pull a bunch of existing pieces into. So there's yeah, there's something very cool there. Awesome. And then one like last thing, what is a pet like what is your pet card of this expansion? Doesn't matter how good it is. Matter of fact, like some of my favorite cards are like the little itty bitty ones. Uh so just one that you kind of love for you don't have to have a reason, just vibes. All the neutrals are revealed at this point, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Starlight Wealth. I love that art piece. Yeah. That's such Starlight a great Wealth one. Adorable. Yeah. That one's really great. Um, I will say Argus, the Emerald Star. I designed his passive um, and I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I think it's also probably pretty good. Um, but yeah, the, the left and minions to the left and minions to the right. I was like, yeah, this feels demon huntery. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for this. This has been great. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. We really appreciate your time and taking some time out of your day to, to sit down and talk with us. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Yeah. Super happy to do it. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Okay. We are back. That, I mean, that was just an absolute pleasure. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you both to chad and cora like taking your time out of your your busy schedule and 
at, at this time, you know, the busiest time in, I assume, the busiest time in uh, the cycle. So it is greatly appreciated. And I mean, we just had a hell of a time. And I think we got some pretty juicy insight, too. So we'll have to see what else comes out of this but um yes okay what was your favorite part of the interview um smarms oh god um i'm trying to think of like we covered so much information and so you know it's one of those things where it's there was so much good stuff. Um, I do think that they are receptive if we bully them enough, everybody, that we will get a Pets of Hearthstone. <laughs> just kidding. I don't think that'll actually happen, but like, <laughs> that's not even the most exciting the, part. It's just the like, ah, yes. It's been planted, I'm, though. That's <laughs> I'm sorry. I heard about a dog, and that is all I will be able to think about for the next 45 minutes. Um, but no, they had like a that's lot fair. of great insight on um different stuff that they thought was going to be cool and what they were excited about and honestly i think it'll be super fun i agree 100 percent. i it's just so cool hearing the insight behind the game and just like what what they enjoy doing and like what sticks out to them and how they kind of their creative process so it was like super cool to hear them kind of talk about how they look at the lore and how they look at the design philosophy. So it was really cool just to, to hear them, you know, just answer our questions and, and do it so quickly and thoughtfully is it was just super neat. They are wonderful and, and, and we cannot thank them enough for taking the time this evening for um, coming by and uh, doing, doing an interview and, can I say thank you to Ridiculous Hat for yes. uh, helping us helping us get there and uh, taking uh, point on recording some of the audio and just super super helpful and uh, very cool. It was, I just I can't say that enough. Like that was such a cool interview and like it's it's just so. So freaking humbling to just be able to talk to the people who make the content you love and get to hear some insight and like just really and have them be such nice people and just like really genuinely happy to be there. So like I'm just I, I'm just in awe because it felt really, really cool. Yes. I felt like such a dork. I don't know if it if like you all felt this too, but I'm sitting there the whole time and I'm just like oh my gosh, we're like, we're talking to Chad and Cora. Like, this is so cool. And I'm just like, you know, I'm like, not necessarily fangirling, but I guess kind of fangirling. But it's, so I'm like, and, and I don't of course, like, I'm fangirling. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're yeah. on about, but I'm fangirling. So yeah. And then it's like the whole like, okay, don't don't like sound stupid. Don't stumble over your words. Like, uh, you know, don't, you gotta like sound good when you ask these questions. And, and then I'm just like, oh man, like this, I do this all the time, but still for some reason during that, I was just like, don't mess it up. <laughs> don't, don't mess it up, Don. Like <laughs> they need to, they need to think you're cool. <laughs> 
I was too tired to be nervous, in all honesty. It That's was just tired. good because the nervous such a long day. Yeah, I had such a freaking long day today that I was just like, hi, hi, I'm Kat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to find that balance of like, be personable and seem cool, but also like, don't just be like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> and like, not actually uh, do things. But yes, it absolutely was fantastic. And as you mentioned, Kat, you know, to be able to actually talk to people that like work on this game that we love, that we create content for every single week, like that is just so, so cool. And yeah, again, huge shout out and thanks to Ridiculous Hat for, you know, helping put this together, schedule it and, you know, get all of this kind of worked on and compiled over the last several weeks. Um, it's been, it's been huge. Um, so yeah, I mean, hats always been awesome and like, and this is just a whole never, another level of cool. Like it's just. <laughs> I can't say enough. It's just, it's again, doing this, doing, we've, Dr. 30 has been going for like four years now. And like the fact that we've gotten these opportunities and this one in particular, where we got two devs at the same time, like it was just, <laughs> yes. I, know. I mean, I don't know how else to say it, but it was just so cool. And like, it's such a affirming experience of like, yes, they're recognizing us and and we're helping them help us. And, you know, it's it's very mutual and like there's but we're having a good time. And I, I hope it comes through on the interview and, and you all enjoyed um, listening to this as well. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that. We we got informed, right, a little while ago. Here's, like, a slight behind the scenes. We we got, you know, confirmed. Hey, we would, you know, we would like to set up an interview with Dr. Three. You know, you kind of have been, like, approved for that. Like, yes, this is awesome. And then Hat sent email saying, Chad and Cora tentatively scheduled. And I replied back, does the and mean what I think it means? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we get both? Like, what? That's freaking awesome. Uh, so absolutely, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and that was super cool. And I just wanted to point out, because uh, since we only recorded the audio, but those of us in the call probably got to see my face when Chad was like, well, I can't really like say anything, but also kind of was basically it was like an announcement of an announcement, right? Like, yeah. hey, there's kind yeah. of this new feature coming, this like out of game feature. Like, what? And I, I probably just had like, you know, jaw drop to the floor, like, oh, uh, hello, like, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm so hyped for that. Uh, so I don't know what's coming, but the fact that they were talking about that and uh, that he mentioned that to me, I'm like. Oh, that's kind of like an announcement. So you heard it here. Dr. Three exclusive. There's a new feature <laughs> coming. <laughs> I'm no, excited. You're right. It was so exciting. In, and so in cool. the Titans lifespan too. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly a, at this. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say at this point, I kind of like want to just like wildly like guess at <laughs> like what we think it's going to be. Everybody plays bets now based on like what you heard in the interview of 
what we think is going to happen. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. It's uh, mech's takeover. That's, I don't know. Somehow there's going to, you know, mech's going to be a mech world. I don't know. I'm excited for mech mech's. World. <laughs> yeah. Mech world. The new Hearthstone theme park. <laughs> Let's go. Don't worry. It's just as dumb as Waterworld. What? Wait, wait, wait. What? You just said Waterworld is dumb? That movie? What movie? Is that that a movie? It's the one. (laughs) The Kevin Costner movie? Yeah. Yeah. It is dumb. It is dumb. I didn't know that was a movie. I thought you were legit talking about the place Waterworld. I don't know. I grew up in Colorado. We legit went to Waterworld. I am terrified of heights. I don't like roller coasters. And I get motion sickness super easy. But I can go ride water rides and I feel fine. (laughs) So Waterworld was my go-to place. This terrible cheesy movie about like uh they all had to like live on ships and it was incredibly dumb and so i mean (laughs) you're not wrong i love terrible yeah thought that like oh no it's just like this like cute little theme park rather than this like horrendous movie yeah i i didn't even know that that was a movie um so (laughs) oops you know i don't know you're, you're not you're not missing yes. much i promise you okay all right well <laughs> that's good um okay well i don't think we need to take like a ton of time the interview was kind of a good chunk of our episode for this week um but i kind of wanted to just ask you both a few questions and for us to kind of talk about like theory crafting and kind of just the process of like coming up with deck ideas. You know, when we start getting these card reveals, a lot of people are very excited to, you know, come up with like theory craft ideas. And even if it's not like a fully fledged, like here's my 30 or 40 card list, even just like generality, right? Like just the general, oh, hey, they just revealed, like I'm going to use the example of the kind of plague cards that they revealed for Death Knight, right? This whole kind of like um, package of cards for Death Knight. So I'm sure there's probably going to be some people who are like, I want to make a plague, you know, a Death Knight plague deck. Like it can be something simple like that. It doesn't have to be a whole fledged out, you know, here's the exact card for card theory craft. Um, but this is a fun time to talk about like deck ideas and what we might see and what things people are excited to try. Um, so I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. And I wanted to I'll start by asking you both, um, even if it's just a general, a gen, general, a general, a generality for an idea for a deck, um, do you, feel like you typically like lean on a whole package of cards like the death knight plagues or like i know smarms has played a lot of like murloc uh paladin or no paladin oh my gosh murloc okay paladin. clearly oh, that sounds terrifying <laughs> that was a thing a while ago so yeah. clear- clearly i'm very tired <laughs> too uh brain turning to mush uh so smarms has played a lot of like murlocs and like totem shaman so you know that's kind of i would say sometimes they have like a package of those kind of cards um or do you when you see these like card reveals do you kind of get ideas of a deck based on like a certain card or maybe a few single cards like a legendary or neutral and you're like i just want to play like that card in a deck and and that 
is what you kind of get excited for or kind of start thinking about deck ideas about. I will tell you 100% based on past decks that I've crafted, um, I just find the biggest, most horrendous giant cards that I can. And I'm like, this seems fun. And it is the least balanced thing. So like for theory crafting, pretty much the same thing of like, I don't have an idea. However, I would like to play with these 10 cards that are all like, you know, above a seven cost. And <laughs> so mine is definitely the, um, the big shiny cards, despite that being not what I'm good at playing, like in real life at all, I will 100% uh, just solely get excited about some sort of like giant horrendous minion and uh, want as many of the like shiny objects in there as possible. That's fair. I generally tend to lean towards like a package or like you know, kind of an established archetype and like, you know, something I, I'm more comfortable with playing in theory. Like, so I tend to lean more towards the control side of things. So that's what sticks out to me the most. So yeah, that's how I do it. And like, so like control cards seem more interesting to me and like, those ones are the ones that are just like, yeah, this is this is what like inspires me to like think of things, but um because that's where my that's definitely where my best headspace is at is in the control archetype. It's just like, no, this works. I understand how this works. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, I think for me it's been kind of interesting because you know, the first several years, I mean, even honestly, when I, the first several years of like doing content, um, I never really, I guess I kind of tried doing deck building, but I was always like, I suck at deck building or like, you know, I'm much better at just taking lists that like other people play, right? Like net decking, that kind of stuff. And then just um, applying them and just becoming more familiar with them that way. Um, but as I've grown as a creator, um, I think it's a, just a really fun thing to do. And just, I like kind of exploring the ideas. And then even, you know, like last year, uh, I got to be a part of all of the um, expansion theorycraft streams. So it kind of just got me in the habit of like, okay, let's just uh, do some theorycraft stuff and, you know, just see how that goes and kind of come up with ideas. Uh, so I think for me, it's kind of changed. Like I used to not really pay attention or um, I used to follow the packages a lot more, but I don't know. I, this might be a hot take. I feel like some of the quote unquote packages are bait and I just, <laughs> I don't think they're all that good. So then I go, mm, maybe I'm not going to like make a tech with that because I don't, <laughs> I don't think that that stuff's going to be all that great. Uh, and that's fair. I th I think the I think the Death Knight plague things are one of those. They're bait. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's my hot take. I gotta have I gotta have at least one spicy spicy take every expansion. <laughs> and there's mine. Um, that is in fact a hot take. So yes, we'll see. I I am interested, but okay. So with that. Do you feel like if you were looking at a deck, um, now I'll start, I'll, I'll 
ask you first, Kat, because you kind of mentioned that you like to take more like established archetypes or kind of decks. Um, so you do you kind of take what has already been played and then just start to see how you could maybe fit in the new cards into those archetypes. Or do you try to just like start from the ground up and be like, okay, here's the package of the new cards. And then like, let me just dump in a whole bunch of the new cards and like, see if I can make something similar to what we've been playing with a bunch of new stuff. I generally, my, my theory is to tweak what I already have access to and feel, you know, start with something that's established and see how I can slot in the new cards. Like that's the way that like, Having a um, kind of a balanced base um, where I can tweak is more of uh, an area I have comfort and like I can find my own, um, you know, level of comfort in. So, yeah, I am definitely more of a this is my established formula and I, you know, make it work with what I have. So Smarms, how do you feel like you... Like you do it, or like once again, like here's the thing: is how I craft decks is just so radically different than how I play. Because how I play best is just those like little tiny piecemeal guys, all like working uh, together to like, uh, you know, create something amazing. And yet, a hundred percent, I'm just gonna get excited about a singular card, and then I will look at the other gigantic cards. Uh, that fit in with it and like I wish I wasn't like this but it's like definitely the ADHD shiny syndrome of like I get it I I get it I would like to play with these and so but luckily you know I do have a few uh friends who are willing to play um and do just uh bad decks only and so you're able to play those like ridiculous cards. And so I feel like most of my deck crafting experience is for those opportunities. So I'm not learning anything anymore. I am just like, oh, how many bad cards can I fit in here? Um, and uh, yeah, I had a friend one time where we would, we both had the same Fires of Zin, a shark deck or whatever. And we would both concede games until we both had it in like our opening hand or whatever. And then only play that. And so, like, my deck building, mm, that's about the level that it's at, uh, where I need to talk somebody else into, like, letting me get to the fun cards. Uh, So. Custom games can be really fun. Like, custom games Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, I've I've done something like that on stream, too, where it's just, like, you put in this, like, ridiculous combo of cards or something, you're like, okay. You know, it's the same with Battlegrounds, right? Like, we've done Battleground lobbies, I think, in Smarm Stream, where it's like, all right, everybody in the lobby, like, let's not play any minions. Like, literally, all the. And then we all just level to six and then just, like, let chaos reign. And, you know, when you can. Those games are so fun, though, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you can do that with, like, new cards, and I think. This is one thing that's so exciting to me about like this kind of card reveal season and just like the initial time frame of like a new set, right? Is that mm-hmm. we can kind of take those chances. And sometimes like the first couple days usually of an expansion, I will just play my decks. I don't care if they are terrible, but I'm like, you know, I just want to try these cards because chances are, like you said, a lot of these cards probably not going to be great for a standard, right? They're not going to end up in these tier one, tier two decks, 
But I think some of the concept of certain cars are really cool or like some of the neutrals. I'm like, that's just a really cool effect that even if it's not like going to win me games, I want to do it right. Or like, you know, you want to pull off some big fancy thing, you know, once like everybody like the last one, right. Was the um, elite torn chieftain, uh, the rock duel, right. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone was talking about that. Like, I just want to win with the, with the pick, right. I just want to like get a game where I kill my opponent with this like 30 damage thing uh, because they don't use all their mana. Right. Like that's not really a competitive deck, but this kind of time frame is a really cool opportunity to do that. Um, so yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, okay. Experiment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, talking about experimenting though, now I'm curious, this is a, this is the final question. And then we'll go into our wrap up here. Uh, do you typically, when you think about these kind of things or thinking about like the package of new cards that are being revealed or trying to come up with these like fun ideas or different things, do you ever consider like what, you might face or like the other like potentially meta decks or do you just go i don't even care what i'm gonna face like i want to play these cards and like this package of cards and i'm just gonna go for it like i don't consider any (laughs) other decks at all or or is it like some combination of the two i mean honestly oh go ahead smart it's your turn sorry i I'm out no, of no, it. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I, here's the thing. It's not going to be an interesting answer. I don't even consider other decks when I'm net decking. Uh, so <laughs> it is purely all about, like, my brother, who's the one that got me into Hearthstone. Like, anytime he'd watch me play, he's like, why aren't you looking at, like, what they're doing? You know, like, because, like, you know, people scroll over their cards and, like, see. I'm like, that's none of my business. I don't what they're doing is their business that's not my issue (laughs) so like i kind of feel like that way about like other decks it's like oh no 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 no. this has zero impact on what i want to do this is not a this is not information that i need this is not something i care about so (laughs) so like less than zero percent of me gives a singular crap about what any other deck is probably going to be doing (laughs) That's fair. I, and honestly, I am like, I just play what I want to play and like what feels good. Um, sometimes I'm into like seeing what the meta looks like and like I try and aim for, you know, decks that are have favorable win rates and are higher in the meta when I'm, you know, trying and trying to climb the ladder. But, um, I don't really, in in theory crafting, I just am trying to put the deck together that works best as it can. And, um, you know, you know, it's, it's like some of the times where you're like, I have a control deck and it doesn't do well against, you know, mid range or combo decks, but like, I don't want to lose to aggro. So like I set this up. So, because there's a lot of aggro, so I'm going to go out there and counter aggro. So that's kind of like, I, I, you know, what I think of is like, what is this deck going to counter? What is currently annoying me the most on the ladder? So I can be like, no, you don't get to have a good time. I'll have a good time. <laughs> if I were to make decks like that, it would be solely to counter like long game priest. Like not like quick priest. Don't care about long game priest. Absolutely not. So like if I were right to here, Smarms, one- right here, you get me right here. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the worst. <laughs> yeah, I How think you mean the best. 
Uh, no, you make me stick around for my own suffering. No, kill me quickly or like get on with it. You're telling me you don't move along. You don't want to draw a game? <laughs> no. I had uh one game that I'm pretty sure like went for 45 minutes. I'm you know, like obviously I haven't done like the full math, and it didn't end up in a draw because they like you know, 45 minutes into this game, they got the 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 thing that kills you instantly. And so just like I don't I don't want to do that ever again. And I've been scarred ever since then. What about you, Dragon Rider? Um, so I feel like I have kind of done some of both, depending on like what type of maybe like theory crafting or what type of deck I'm trying to do. Um, which I don't know, maybe this is like just like kind of the rational, like trying to be, you know, well rounded with my content, right? <laughs> like, hey, I'm gonna do a theory craft video for each class and I'm gonna try to make them know some of the decks are gonna be just wonky fun like off meta decks some are gonna be decks that i think might be meta and they're just probably gonna be a lot of cards that are already used and then maybe just a couple of new cards uh so i try to mix it up but i think for the most part usually when i'm theory crafting i tend to just start with the like what does this deck want to do and then see how it does and then like from there i could you know, maybe make changes or whatever based on the other meta. But yeah, typically I just kind of go, I I don't know what to expect. I have no idea what the other decks are going to be. Uh, so I'm just going to try this stuff. Um, and I think, I think one example of that is, and, and I was so glad that, uh, that Chad, uh, Celestalon brought up all of this mech stuff because, Man, I am so excited for all of these mechs that are coming out. Like these, some of these neutrals, right? Uh, there's a lot of like magnetic stuff. Uh, I'm just so excited for that. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't care. Like, I just want to play mechs. Uh, mechs, right? They have their own game plan anyways. You don't necessarily care what your opponent is doing or what the other decks in the meta are doing. Like, you just want to play your mechs and hit your opponent in the face and, I'm excited for that. So that's probably the kind of uh, direction I'm going <laughs> to go for the mech decks that I build. Just like, how can I put mechs in here and hit them in the face? That That's it. <laughs> no other considerations. Mechs go face. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair. That's 100% you. So. Yes. I, I, who knows? Like, maybe I'll actually end up playing some more rogue since there's some like rogue mechs and stuff now. Add it to the list. <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> That's right. Because now I've played Mech Mage, Mech Paladin. Uh, mm-hmm. There's kind of been Mech Hunter, and now maybe a little bit more. Um, but Mech Hunter yeah. was certainly a thing in past metals. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, okay, Mech Rogue. All right, all right. Huh? Yeah. I can see it. Okay, let's go. I mean, Mech Rogue was where you had uh, Pogo Hopper back in the day. So, like... Yeah, that, that was a thing. That's Fair. such a fun card to play with. So, um, I I will say just to wrap this up, I am very curious. I feel like, and I don't know if either of you have kind of gotten this vibe. A lot of the cards that we have had revealed, I almost feel like they have a battlegrounds esque feel to them, right? Like, uh, for example, uh, I'll read you one here. <laughs> this is, of course, going off of. 
like mechs. Uh, where did it go? Uh, it was like when you play every time you play a mech. Yeah. Oh, whenever you magnetize a minion, give it plus one plus one. Like I don't know why that just feels like kind of battlegrounds type thing to me. Like that doesn't really feel like standard because you're like, what? I guess, you know. Or then it's I like, just, <laughs> I don't know. Well, like Rogue has been traditionally the only thing in standard that has like the APM type builds, and so if they add that to other areas, I would honestly be thrilled. Um, even though in standard, like here's the thing about like those type of like really quick playing builds. I feel like they require so much more thought and standard than they do in Battlegrounds. <laughs> so, like, I'd be thrilled if they had, like, a little bit more of the the brainless uh, options of play real fast. <laughs> so. Yeah. Play fast, go go hard. So. <laughs> that's right. I mean, Mecha Leaper, come on. Like, that's, that's mm-hmm. like, straight out of Battlegrounds, right? It's magnetic, yeah. and then Death Rattle, give a friendly mech, plus two, plus two, and this Death Rattle. Like... That's mm-hmm. just, it's so, it just screams Battlegrounds to me. And I feel like there's quite a few, um, not even just magnetic and stuff like that, but just kind of the, that kind of feel. And I don't know, maybe it's also just because I've been playing a lot more Battlegrounds <laughs> recently too. But, you know, I'm just like, it feels like those are concepts and maybe they'll be good in other modes that aren't standard, right? Maybe they're more for like arena or even duels or something where you want to use mm-hmm. those kind of combos. Maybe they won't be as prevalent in standard, but um, yeah, I don't know. So I kind of see those and then it just makes me want to think like, okay, how can we get this very similar to some sort of like battleground comp, but in a standard game, I don't know. That's, I'm probably going to theorycraft at least one deck that's just like standard, battlegrounds yes that's a thing (laughs) standard battlegrounds is a thing (laughs) exactly it is now it is now that's right dragon riders uh trademarking it right now that's right we're gonna make fetch happen let's go (laughs) let's go (laughs) yeah oh all right well any other thoughts i know that that was kind of just a off the wall topic but no, it was a wonderful topic. Regardless, we um, definitely had a good time with it. It was uh, a lot of fun, regardless, and such a cool, such a cool week. And I know I am extremely grateful to uh, have having been able to get that interview and just. Eh, I don't know how to be say that I'm more grateful right now, but I am, and it's awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone again. We very much appreciate everything. So thank you to Cora, thank you to Celestion, thank you to Ridiculous Hat. So yeah, that was super cool, and um, also like uh, you know y'all the dragon rider like liaising and um but yeah everybody did an awesome job and it was super fun it was it was really fun so yes okay agreed agreed all right well thank you again for that interview thanks everybody for listening to that and now it's that time of the show where we're gonna ask you another question Woo! yay which 
All right. We'll we'll have some just, you know, pick your answer uh, now this week. And we want to know, because we are kind of winding down almost. We're almost through these card reveals. There's a few that still have to be revealed for the classes. So we want to know which of the yet to be revealed classes are you most excited to see cards for? Are you most excited to see the shaman cards? Which uh, they did bring up a couple of cool shaman cards that work together. Shaman spells. I'm hyped. Uh, is it mage? Are you excited to see what kind of mage cards could potentially work with uh, not, not Ganon? What's what's his name? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Why are we all just calling Nor- him? Norganon. Norganon. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I'm just going to keep saying Ganon. I don't know why. Okay, yeah. That one. Uh, or are you excited for warlock cards uh, to see what else is going to be coming there? Or is it that spicy, potentially warrior that uh that Cora was talking about that's uh in Celestalon that maybe Warrior is uh coming back. Is it gonna be a thing again? Yeah, cat the cat seems very excited for a potential like control warrior, so maybe we'll see it. Um but, I am. Yeah. So uh please, you know, let us know which of those pick your answer and uh we will talk about the results on Actually, probably not next week's show. We'll talk about it after our full set review uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so we'll do half. We'll do our normal thing where we'll do half of the cards next week. Um, So we'll do six next week, and then we'll do the last five plus the neutrals the following week. So just so you guys know, then... um, that second one will be uh, the day of release that we'll record it and we'll put it out that next day just to get it out as close to release as possible. So, um, but speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com. You can follow our top pin tweet to join the Dr3 Discord. You can find myself on Twitter at Alkaline underscore cat, K-A-T, and Twitch, Alkaline, or twitch.tv forward slash Alkaline cat, Dragon Rider. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Donnie D-K, D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K, and, you know, I really (laughs) still trying to work on getting back to streaming, but... This podcast uh, and my YouTube channel, Dragon Rider TCCG on YouTube, are kind of where I'm most active. But if you want a compilation of everything, check out my website, which I am going to be doing more with. Uh, hint, hint, get over there. Uh, that is DragonRiderTCCG.com. And Smarms. You can find me on both Twitter and Twitch at SendMeYourArms and also at Blizzlet. Okay, thank you guys. This was such an exciting show. We really appreciate you tuning in. And always, you've been listening to Dr. Three. Hey, you remember in the interview where Cora actually said that uh, Dr. Boom was a very memorable character? Hey, that's what this show is named after. Boom. <laughs>